Welcome back, friends. It's another episode of, uh, what is this called, uh, Val? Spokane Business Insider. <laughs> I have too many podcasts going. Um, Val, hello, Val. Hey, Chris. Thanks for being here. Thanks for- My pleasure. Co-piloting uh, with me. Um, we've got Rob Ruder today. Hi, Rob. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me to join you. Of course. Um, I appreciated you coming. To, you came to our um, Pro- Purpose and Profits event uh, in December. Which right. We're still in December for a couple more days. <laughs> and um, and then I made an invitation for people to uh, be on the podcast. And you filled out an interest form. And the things that you said in the interest form were, I just feel like, so aligned with um, what Val and I are wanting to bring to the Spokane business community in terms of purpose. How do we start to integrate purpose into business? And so that it's mm-hmm. not just transactional all the time. For those of us who have a, a heart that wants to make an, a contribution, all the sales culture and hustle culture and goal mm-hmm. culture just feels so empty. And um, and I think this, this project, this podcast is an opportunity to explore those things. So thanks for being here. And I'm excited to see where we go today. All right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Maybe, I, I mean, at a high level, maybe um, kick us off, Rob, with um, – well, just tell us who your, what your business is and, and sort of where it focuses, and then we can sure. kind of explore the high level of okay. some things. Well, my my business uh, I, that I've been running for 20-plus years, 23 years, starting uh, in January, is called IDIC Designs, I-D-I-C Designs, and – it began because I was in the technology and, and training fields, mm-hmm. and I was a uh, certified technology, Microsoft certified specialist in several different subjects. And I kept having people coming in from business that were coming in to learn from me these technologies that I had mastered. Mm-hmm. And in the conversations I had with them, I would always want to know why are you coming to take this class what is it uh, and inevitably what i had in that experience was a person would say well i'm here because we bought this software and the vp brought it brought it in told us to deploy it started using it and then after three months we got so fed up with it we just put it on the shelf and they had spent one hundred and fifty thousand dollars I said, so why are you here? And they said, well, because we want, we need to learn how this thing works. And I am an optimist. And I, you know, when somebody says, can a computer do this? I automatically say, yeah, it computer can do anything you want it to do. Hmm. The question is, do you have the desire to build something that will work the way you do, or do you want to squeeze yourself into somebody else's idea mm-hmm. of what works? Yeah. And my experience, and it's getting more and more as we get into SaaS and all of this, everybody's squeezing themselves into somebody else's business plan. Yep. And I believe yep. in helping business owners find their plan yeah. And get the technology that belongs in their business and the systems they need. I love that. That's a, I mean, one of the words I wrote down in the green room before we hit record was just um, group think. Um, we didn't talk about that, but I, one of the things I think I see in the world is uh, as more and more people are sharing their answers, their solutions, their whatevers, and then selling them in books and programs and YouTube channels and all the things that 
the the world is kind of like taking a lazy path to, oh, I guess mm -hmm. this is how I do it. And we sort of lost the ability to think critically about things because we're so desperate for a quick answer or an easy win. And um, and I think group think is a problem. Yeah, I see it I in small agree. business culture all the time. Mm -hmm. And I when I think I, I think you are into to design thinking. I feel like you're systems thinking. Yep. Systems love, thinking, right. Yep, I love that. So that might be worth um, exploring a little bit here. Mm -hmm. How do we, <laughs> those of us who are like, uh, I think everybody wants a win. Everybody wants to grow and expand. But mm -hmm. how do we help others start to take on more systems thinking approach versus a group think approach? Well, I think I think my favorite um, model, you know, for that comes from uh, a Cabrera group, and they have taken systems thinking, and I thought I think distilled it down to the most fundamental way of understanding what you're trying to do. And they their model is based on four things. First is distinctions. As a as a business owner you need to be able to look at something and ask yourself, is this part of it or not? You know, as they like to say, it's A or it's not A. Uh, uh, and yeah. as the first phase of systems thinking, you have to figure out, does this belong in the solution or doesn't it? Yep. Good. Yep. And so the kitchen sink model doesn't work. Everything under one one process is not always the right answer. Yep. Second phase is systems, and that is parts and the whole. You know, yeah. The watch is made up of parts. The watch itself is what we want, but we have to recognize that there's a lot of things that have to work together in order to get that. Third level is relationship. And that is the important thing because it's the relationship between parts of your business mm -hmm. that will determine whether you're ultimately effective. And in my, in my world, that's one distinction I make. I say, I want to help you build effective answers mm -hmm. and not efficient solutions because efficiency isn't always the ideal. Peter Drucker taught us, you know, effectiveness, uh, efficiency is doing things right but effectiveness is doing the right things. Yep, yep. And so understanding that relationship. And then finally, the, the P in this model is perspective. You have to be able to look at things from another point of view. So if you're building that, a system, yeah. you need to be able to go around and flip around and say, now I'm the customer. Yeah. How does this system look to me? Yeah. Is it going to work? Now I'm a stakeholder or I'm a I'm a VA working in this system. How does it look to me? Am I do I understand everything? And so if we work with those ideas, uh DSRP is the way they abbreviate that, then we can think through yeah. how to build a system. I I like um Val, feel free to jump anytime. You you know you know me. Um Yes. There's <laughs> a um I think there's Intuition is a thing that gets missed. Um, if I'm talking about perspective, I, I, I'm trying to put this in an example. Like mm -hmm. I, I just did a series in my community on on goals. And I think the, the my the rebel in me 
has grown tired of goal conversations. Like if, if another mm. person tells me to set a smart goal, I might just like, you know, <laughs> burn my clothes and I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to rebel. Mm. And um, because it's just the same thing over and over again, regurgitated from one generation to the next is like, it's not that easy and it's not that simple. And, and there's something in me that feels um, resistant to it. And so I started to, I think there was a phase of life where I was like, let me read every book there is to try to find perspective. But at some point, all perspectives started to sound the same. And so I didn't actually get perspective, right? It was mm-hmm. like leaning into my own emotional intelligence about something that was like, there's something missing here. And I I just think we've kind of lost that. And I don't know what that is, if that's trying to chase influencers, if we're so addicted to the next influencer's answer, what? What do you think? I I find I find the challenge, at least my experience. I mean, I feel like I shift into other people's perspectives too much mm-hmm. in honesty because because I have a very strong sense of empathy. So all it takes is for somebody to stand in front of me and start telling me their woes. And immediately I'm inside <laughs> from their perspective and I'm going, oh man, I want to fix this. I, you know, because mm. I have skills, you know, and, and, and some people are convinced that I have mad skills, that I'm some miracle, <laughs> you know, wise person. But in reality, I am just a jack of all trades. And the challenge is, is that, you know, everybody thinks, well, you're really, really smart. And I'm going, no, I'm just empathetic. I want to fix this for you, but I need your buy-in on it. (laughs) And, and I think that's the challenge we see out there is everybody has a metric that they're using to measure whether or not they're successful. Yeah, that's good. And all they can see is that measure of success. They And so if anyone comes along and offers them that quick solution, hey, you need a funnel. Yep. Okay, great. Yep. Let me let me buy your funnel, you know, and let me, and I have gone through so many experiences where I just got frustrated because I know exactly the platform they're built on and it doesn't fit the product I'm trying to buy. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, right, right, and right. and it's done poorly it's perfect yeah and i just want to walk away and say i'm not going to buy it from you because you're trying to do what everyone else is doing yeah and it doesn't make sense i'm a consumer who just wants to buy your product as efficiently and effectively as i can and i don't know if i did it or not you know so it's tough when you're if you're a small business um, you know, my background was real estate for many years. And then I mm-hmm. was, I've been a coach since 2011, um, moving now into other network type, um, s- solutions, but, the there's a, there's a huge learning curve. Like you step into the world of business and everything that everybody wants to sell you. And there's a, there's a, a, mm-hmm. a magic toolbox for every possible thing that would get you the metric you think you're supposed to have like X amount, six figure. I mean, if, if I see one more cover photo of I help people get to six and seven figures. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so done now that we, but we don't see the nuance to, to your point of, or Cabrera's point about systems thinking, like we don't even know what to distinguish. Mm-hmm. Like, is this it or not it? I don't know. Cause I don't know what I don't know about it, but this is my point about intuition is we, each of us have this internal compass that lets us know if this resonates or not. If, if, if somebody's telling you to make a hundred phone calls, sorry about if somebody's telling you to make a hundred phone calls <laughs> 
you could distinguish this is part of it or this is a or this is not a like i'm not doing that mm-hmm. and and so you have you have your own internal guidance to begin to distinguish sure. if it's a fit or not rather than going in like i did for 20 years being like i don't know you must know better than me mm-hmm. and so i abdicated my own my own agency I, I i let everybody else tell me what to do and i i didn't listen to my own inner guidance yeah i i'm a part of a a group um called all for one Academy. And we're, we're a bunch of rejects from a a program like that uh, in which, in which we, we thought what we needed was, and we're all education focused. We believe in educating people is the best way to develop relationships. So we went into this model thinking, okay, here's a person who teaches how to build, you know, uh, online education and we like the person he's he's a great speaker very very easy to listen to and and so on but once we got into the program what we realized is it just didn't fit small business it's really you had to have a long list you had to have a lot of of people and i spent two or three years trying to get people to join me to sign up with me and so on and it just didn't go anywhere and then in the end, we came away going, you know, we need to help each other because you're right. You can't know everything. Right. But if you have a safe community where you can throw an idea out there yeah. and people aren't just going to sell you yep. right. the solution, right. but they're simply going to ask questions. Yeah. And one of the things we do in our community is we're focusing on doing what's um, called the Quaker Quaker clearness committee Hmm. in which you have a question and you bring it to a clearness committee and you ask your question, their responsibility is not to give you the answer. Hmm. Their responsibility is to ask questions from their perspective that will hopefully help your intuition become clear because the Quakers believe the answers come from within, not from without. And so a clearness committee is one practice you can do where, where you tap into that intuition. Yeah. That's really good. Mm -hmm. I I think when you start to have um, spaces for inquiry, Socratic dialogue, rather than a bunch of answers and pedestals where people are, Mm -hmm. you know, praised for all their wisdom and answers. Like when people begin to think for themselves, then I think, Again, taking the the system thinking to the second level, you know, figuring out the parts in the whole, like mm-hmm. you now na- you now can begin to distinguish for yourself which are the parts and what's the whole. Like this is where the clarity comes from. Without it, you're mm-hmm. trusting someone else that what they say are the parts in the whole are the parts in the whole, and that may or may not be true for you or in, in your specific application of your business. Like you said, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. You yeah. can't. They they can't. They can only speak to their own experience. You know, they yeah. they are a bundle of nerves and 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 experiences and so on, yeah. and they can share what worked for them, but that doesn't is not a one for one translation to you. Right. Yeah. That's good. I like breaking this down sort of, of these four steps here. This, what was it? DPRP? DSRP. So yeah, distinctions, systems, relationship, and um, then perspective. Yeah. 
you would really need to um, – the, the relationship between the parts um, mm-hmm. of your business would – if you were someone who was stuck in groupthink, you just couldn't mm-hmm. think for yourself because you, you can't orient yourself. You don't know where – what's what. It would be hard for you to find the relationship between the parts of your own business. Do you need a funnel? Do you need landing pages, an email sequence? Do you need – um, an internal, an inbound salesperson. Do you need an outbound? How would you know? Yeah. If what what yeah. what's being glorified? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the part. This is the whole thing. It's like people are not confident in themselves because they don't have clarity. And so, if really? I can flex and posture and flaunt my resume and tell you how much money I make, this is like kind of influencer culture. You know, if like if I can mm-hmm. be big enough to impress you, you'll think I know more than you. Right, and then you'll give me your money and your your ear. And <laughs> that influence that influencer term is is really important to me because because I am I am abound in twenty twenty four. One of my goals is I want to change that conversation about influencers mm-hmm. who who are simply building up, you know that that level of uh, I I won, so you should respect my word because yeah. look how much bigger. I am than than you at this, right. and I want to get more. Yeah, yeah. I want to get more at that. Uh-huh. I'm, I am the size I need to be for me right now. Yeah, and what I what I problems I want to solve are scaled to my size. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking as I'm listening to you about one of my clients that is, he he's a he has like three or four different brands. And he's a, and he has products he sells online on a couple of different platforms, Amazon being one of them. Yeah. Filled a website, Amazon, it, it does all of this. Yeah. And he does it all by himself from the basement of his home. Wow. And I've been inside at home. And when I heard he has product and he sells product and he ships product mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. He's doing all of this out of two rooms in his basement. Wow. And he's been doing it this way for 25 years. Wow. And I'm going, he's right sized. He's got it dialed in. He knows what he needs. Yes. He brought me in because he was having technology problems that were not helping or were causing problems and more work. But until that moment, he had dialed in his business to the size yeah. he wanted to be. Yeah. And that's that's our All for One Academy. It says, what is the right size business for you? I, you know, I think even before that is the how people get into business. I mean, for me, how I got into business was I didn't know where I fit professionally. Mm-hmm. I tried being a teacher and I hated sixth graders, so I didn't stay there. Um, and And I stumbled into real estate. Like I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I thought, oh, I should be in real estate because I because I want financial freedom, I want flexibility, and and the reason I got into business was all about me, and the metrics I was using were money, uh, passive income, monthly income, cash flow, um, time off, laptop entrepreneur, these things that get sort of these carrots that get put in front of us. And can cause us to go into business for ourselves. I think that's a large percentage of people in business for themselves got into business for themselves for that reason. Mm-hmm. And and the, and I'm bringing it up because I I feel like 
that reason to get into business has it's hard to again it's hard to find your true north with that right it's hard to find your infinite game like if you don't know what game you want to play and the and the game you got into play was cash flow financial freedom there is no internal guidance system for that mm-hmm. so you will be tossed all over the place based on the the next best idea for how to get cash flow or passive income because you don't know what you really want. You don't know what the right size for you is because you don't know mm-hmm. what your infinite game is. Right. You're playing someone else's game. You were born into some capitalistic promise of how much money you could make and what your life would be like on the other side of it. And and you that you didn't actually know what you wanted. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think that's important to the piece here is that people need to know what they want besides besides the money. Right. What are you doing this for? I think I I I'm finding that that observation really interesting to me because because I'm going I'm going to show you the other side of that coin. Hmm. So so you came at it from the okay I'm going to do this because I want I want this wealth I want you know I want this freedom I want these things and when I started my business in 2001 I got into it for the opposite side which was i my ethics i was i was working a 40k job in in 2000 and i could have just kept doing that you know i was above average for spokane i was single i was doing well so you know there's no reason to change but ethically i could not because what I wanted to do, the chat, the change mm. that I wanted to bring out in the world mm. did not fit my employer's model. Mm-hmm. All right. he needed yeah, me to great. do was to be really good at technology and to teach other people how to do that technology. Mm. I wanted to build something. Mm. I wanted to create. I had become so good at a particular database concept that I wanted to prove that this could work. Mm. And so I launched my business without a business plan, without any of the accoutrements of being a business owner, just on the passion of saying, mm. I want to change the way we look at technology. Mm, love that. And I knew I didn't have marketing. I knew I didn't have it. So I did things like, oh, I started trying to sell air purifiers as a side business, you know, things. Mm -hmm. And then I got involved in Amway and, you know, and all of those things were trying to learn something about marketing, but I was never a good student of that. And I had had my bottleneck, my limitation on that. But it, you know, I like to call myself a a, um, a 15-year overnight success because i didn't i didn't actually hit six figures until 2019 uh-huh. it took me that long to finally master what i needed to have a chance to grow and become the business i wanted to become so so there's a marriage here we need to walk mm-hmm. which is on the one hand passion and change and and being making having an impact on the world the other side of it is funding that dream and doing it ethically so that everybody has an opportunity 
to play the infinite game together. And that's why community and communities like Groundswell Collective is so valuable because you're changing the conversation from what do I do to just, you know, get the next thousand dollars a month in revenue to what are my goals? What is it I want to achieve? And am I making good decisions about, about this? Because yeah, it's all those aspects that need to come together. Yeah. Love that. I'm uh, taking a lot of notes. I've been self-employed my entire adult life and I'm about to embark on a brand new, I am embarked. I've embarked (laughs) on a brand new chapter and uh, everything you guys are saying is having an impact because I feel like uh, I'm a little baby business person (laughs) (laughs) and who do I listen to and how do I trust myself and what am I trying to do anyway? You know, I have all those questions. You said something earlier that I've got a question about and I'm, I'm wondering how it relates to your champion network. You mentioned empathy, and I've known you for just over a year now, I think, and I hadn't thought about it before, but my experience of you is that you are an empathetic person. So what? how has that served you, and how has empathy not served you? And furthermore, what role does love have to play in you the way you think about your business mm-hmm. well i i'll start with it with the last question last question first is i i think ultimately love has to be the the root of every you know of empathy i mean i think i think only empathy can only come from a, a perspective of love and i you know, there's many different interpretations of what love means. Uh, and I think you have to understand what it is that that means to you. But essentially, when you walk up to somebody, empathy is about looking at that other and realizing they're just like me. Mm. And if I love myself, I need to love them the same way until circumstances teach me that they don't have the same reciprocal, you know, experience, I have to approach it. So every time I meet somebody, I am utterly fascinated about them. I, as they talk, that's why I'm, I am, I am, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, I'm an introvert, not an extrovert. So I tend to be a wallflower at most gatherings unless I'm one-on-one and then I'm in absolutely engaged with mm-hmm. us. And, and that was interesting Val about the transition because when, when we first met, I was that ultimate introvert. I walked into these meet network in person meetings and I was just going, I was going, I don't know anyone here. I don't know how to open a conversation, have any conversation with anyone. <laughs> and so, you know, and then we got into circle and say, what do you do? I'm, I do technology. Well, nobody, nobody <laughs> has ever approached me because I said, hi, I'm Rob. I do technology. Come talk to me if you have any, nobody has technology problems. 
And yet I have a referral right now from a doctor who has had two computers in his office for five years that have never been able to communicate with each other. <laughs> wow. Ultimate technology problem, but he doesn't has never solved it because it's just technology. Mm. So what changed for me had to do with the fact that I changed my point of view, my perspective. I started coming to these networking meetings going, you know what? My goal is uh, I need to listen to people and I need to figure out what they are, what they need. What is it that they're looking for? Mm -hmm. And as, as you guys know, our friend Dave Ribble tells that whole story about how he changed his perspective and that changed everything for him. And it did the same for me. Uh, I, I've actually made that change before I ever got familiar or introduced to Dave. So, so is this, but I have that same thing. And that's why my, one of my objectives in 2024 is to build training and focus group around the idea of we want to do marketing with relationship first in mind. And our goal is to meet people where they're at and see how we can help them take the next step, whatever that step is. It might not be me. They may not really be in a spot to do technology issues, but if I can connect them with a resource they need, then I feel just as justified in that. And that's why I believe in this champions network concept is to promote others, promote what they're doing uh, and help them find the resources they need. Wow, that's so cool. I love that. That I just want to remark all of that. I mean, the overarching concept here is purpose and profits. And everything that you mentioned is very loving. I mean, the only people to do what you embark, what you, what you, at the risk of overusing the word embark, what you are embarking on is really an act of love in my words, not yours, intended to empower people and give them more options in life. Mm -hmm. Sure. Always, always my ideal. Uh, and I have a passion for bootstrappers, you know, people that, that start out with nothing, uh, you know, and, and they're making a go of it anyway. Um, because, you know, there's, there are, there are people out there that think they have a, an idea and they're just going to run with it and they're going to convince people to put money into this business and see if they can go. And I believe the opposite. I think we need to build something that has sustainability and then figure out how big of a market it can serve. Let's figure out how to grow it um, from there. So I really want to meet those bootstrap small business owners and ask them, how big would you get, you know, and, and how can we help you be systematic and uh, growth oriented at the same time. Because uh, I think too many business owners, myself included, I'm I'm the adult, uh, you know, I'm the adult version of ADD. I've got so many things going on out there that it's painful some days trying to figure out what's the priority, what do I need to be working on. But on the other hand, I put so much out there 
because that's my survival skill. The reason I've been in business, I get my business gets stronger in economic downturns because people are looking for technology solutions. When people are when people can just print money, so to speak, in their businesses, they don't think they need to change anything. And so I'm always on the that cycle of saying, okay, I need to find the people who are hurting. That's where my empathy kicks in. And then I need to help them figure out, you know, how to do it. And I do as much as I can without adding the burden of cost on top of it. You know, it's like I take on pet projects. I do things for that reason, but I also look for, okay, if I can't do it, I'm going to get you over to somebody who can, and maybe they can do it for less than I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. I'm I'm picturing a, a community of businesses in Spokane that this is the this is the ethos, this is the approach that there's mm-hmm. a, and maybe maybe you know, granted, in the last 13 years of my career has been not in Spokane. I've, my clients are virtual, have been virtual mm-hmm. across the U.S. and not local. So maybe that community is already here and thriving. I, I just feel like um, from my, you know, my experience, there's a lot of people trying to find an answer mm-hmm. for themselves uh, rather than trying to help others uncover their own answer. And I really hear that in what you're saying, uh, Rob. I just like there's a helping others get clarity and helping and not trying to sell them your answer, but trying to just listen, like just mm-hmm. listen and have empathy and let's see what, who we can connect you with. Let's see what, what opens up in a conversation. Not everything has to be a sale and not everything has to be paywalled and not everything has to be, you know, uh, an upsell or a downsell. (laughs) Right. Let's just talk and figure out what, what's the game you're playing Mm -hmm. and how can we begin to, um, I'm going back to, you know, systems thinking, how can we begin to think differently about the thing you're trying to do so it can be right for you? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's have a yeah. community in Spokane that does that. Right. Absolutely. I, I like to uh, make sure we have time. Could, Robert, could you describe your uh, champion network in a um, okay. in a way that people can understand? You know, put it kind of sure. simply. And yeah. also, I I have the idea that you read a book about champion network. Mm-hmm networking that had a big impact on you. And I was wondering if you could deliver a little bit of that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I'm forming, I'm, I'm forming a, and I now have a, a domain uh, page up and running uh, for what I call Inland Northwest Champions Network. And it's based on a principle uh, in a book written by Matt Silverman, uh, Matt is a, a corporate attorney, uh, works for a very large security-related uh, business, and his specialty was going into large organizations, your multinationals and, and so on, and helping them build champion networks inside their organization. So the principle of a champion network is when you get to a size in which you're in multiple locations and so on, you can't roll things out with just a simple email saying, hey, we're going to improve our cybersecurity. So next week, you'll be required, you know, blah, 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 blah. And 
And that will go over like a lead balloon because people do what they do. They are, they, they have a system, they follow a system and uh, they're not likely to change it. Our competition most of the time is not another business. Our competition is the status quo until there is something so traumatic that it's intolerable to stay where you're at. And it's untenable to justify or explain away where you're at. People don't change. So champions are embedded inside the organization as representatives of an idea or a program or something else that is going on. And they use their influence to any times the topic comes up and they can say, Hey, sounds like you're having problems with your, with an email. Are you aware that any suspicious email you need to forward to our to our IT department because that's a cybersecurity related project. And what happens in that relationship is that people realize you don't have a vested interest in you are there to represent the good for everyone. And so you connect people with the resources they're looking for. I'll give you a quick example. I, uh, one of my clients is small business development centers and they had a grand opening at um, a recent uh, recent event, and I showed up, you know, to represent, you know, to part of my relationship with my customer. And in that, I met another what we call managed service provider who's a competitor to what I do. And I got, to, I met him. I said, "Hey, how are you doing?" Got to know what he did, and I said, "Oh yeah, I'm an MSP too." And things like that. And I said, you must be pretty excited about the upcoming cybersecurity conference uh, that's coming up in a few, in in early December. And he was going, the what? I said, oh, you don't know about the cybersecurity conference. Well, for anyone in our industry, we should be <laughs> at this conference. And so I said, give me your card. I'm going to send you an email. I'm going to connect you with the right organization that is running this event. So you will be in connection with them. And that is what the champion network is all about is we're out there. We're meeting business owners. They may or may not be our target, <laughs> uh, our, uh, cons- our, um, ICP, uh, our, you know, direct, client that we want, but we can always develop a relationship to help them get what they're looking for. And ideally, I called it Inland Northwest because I think this needs to be bigger than individuals. I think we need to engage all of the organizations that are doing networking, trying to build economy, and we need to build a spider web of people within these organizations that are trained and conscious and influencing for the good of all the other resources, you know, all the other opportunities that are out there. So right now it's ground level. I'm just, I'm just starting a list and then I'm going to be sharing on my, on my website, I'm going to be sharing 
my lessons from the book on the champion uh, champions network. And then I'm also combining this with Dave Ribble's work on uh, the conscientious connector and trying to build out this platform of ideas for people to become engaged with. Wow. Love it. That's awesome. I, I'd just like to point out that if people are interested in Dave Ribble's work, they're welcome to check out the first podcast of Spokane Business Insider because he was our guest. And yep. Dave Ribble came out of nowhere and now he's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love it, Rob. Um, I, I would imagine people listen. First of all, I, I can already get a sense of who you are. That's why I love podcasting because it's like there's a chance to have a – it's like networking in 2024. This is the new – but it's it's a it's a way to have meaningful conversation and explore the things that guests um, are are chewing on and i i already can get a sense of where you come from um in terms of how you approach business and i i like that a lot and um i imagine people listening to this would get the same sense um if they want to reach out to you what's the best place to connect with you uh i would say right now is um that's I'm 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 cha challenging. Uh, so my my business site uh, www.idicdesigns.com, uh, and then that that would be for my basic you know business uh, skills and my zone of expertise. Yeah. Uh, I am also launched www.inw cn.com that's the new inland northwest champions network nice. uh, and there's a sign up page on there and i also do a um a month a monthly newsletter that i'm i'm working on building a list for where i just generally um, share information that one is a little more complex of a of a url but if you sure. have a place to post it i can yeah. send you i can send you those links and you yeah, can we'll put it in the show make notes. them available yeah easy peasy okay. yeah um and i suppose too those of you listening because it's a local podcast if you're around spokane or the inland northwest come to one of our um purpose and profit events it, we meet on the second thursday uh of the month from 6 30 8 30 p.m at first avenue coffee and i don't i don't know rob uh, which ones you'll be at but you're welcome to come to all and if you are then yep. those listening can meet you there so yeah yeah i'm definitely planning on putting it on my calendar and and reserving that time uh, going forward uh, through 2024 at least i love so. having um public forums for um thinking this way right like the like mm -hmm. you said like ways to challenge our thinking, our current paradigms, how, and I think these purpose and profits event, you know, Val and I have talked like the intention here is to start to spark some conversation that gets us to think differently and find perspective. And I think from that place, yeah. we can create better business, better impact, et cetera. So, yeah, um, well, I certainly, certainly would, would second that, you know, your first event uh, was very thoughtful. I, I appreciated uh Rob's perspective and what he was, you know, talking about um, and, and things. So yeah. I knew right away, in fact, it was almost, it was almost disconcerting because what you're trying to do here, I thought was 
was so close to my ultimate goals with the champions network that I was thinking, I was thinking, well, okay, they're, they've already carved this out. Um, but I'm hoping, hoping we can find, find the collaborative synergy here to say, look, you know, I'm going to be sharing educationally, you know, materials and things, and it might fit your needs in in building your uh, purpose and profits and so on. And anywhere, anywhere we can collaborate, I'm looking forward to it. We're all about collaborative synergy and I view it as a rising tide to restate what Chris said. What I found about that first event was it was extraordinary people having extraordinary conversations and in my opinion, that is bound to have a positive impact on people's results. Yeah. So thanks for being a part of all of that. And I completely believe in what you're up to. And I, I don't mean to be esoteric or maybe the word is hyperbolic, but uh, well, I'm afraid to say it, but I, I just think what you're doing is a big act of love for the community and you're bound to have a major well impact you know mm-hmm. it's it's ex- again it's extraordinary well thank you val it, it would certainly be it would certainly make the the last struggles over the last 23 years feel worthwhile i i mean i i've i've gone through a lot of stress i've you know i felt like i was on the wrong track so many times but i just kept persevering and just keep pushing and pushing and and to have that and have people, the best thing I ever get is for somebody to comment that you said that one thing and it's changed everything for me. And that's what I look for, you know, is is that opportunity. I don't know what it is, so I talk a lot one-on-one, uh, but you know, I look forward to having many more conversations uh, and helping wherever I can. I acknowledge your tenacity for sticking with it. I, maybe my my last thought here to wrap us up is, um, you know, this uh, this to me. Uh, I remember m- one of my favorite books was Jim Collins' Good to Great, and um, the whole mm-hmm. chapter on first who, then what. Like first find the right yep. people, and then we can decide what to do. And and I think to your point, Rob, like there is. I just know my own 20 plus year journey in business, 23 years, like there is um, what I've started to value more than anything are people who um, like you have a perspective for um, love, contribution, empathy, listening, let's collaborate. Like that's hard to find in the world. Everybody's trying to get theirs. And when you can find someone who has a heart to serve others, who who's interested in, Maybe my first reaction is this feels competitive, but how do we make it collaborative? And if I can find those people and we we can find ways to come together, we can do anything. It's like it's right. like it's kind of like um that's that's an, it's almost like you said about a computer. Like a computer can do anything. Uh I don't I, I think the human spirit could do anything. If we would just come together in a spirit of harmony, we could actually figure out all kinds of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you know, I think that's what Val and I are, are committed to. I hear that, Robin, what you're committed to. And I think that's what, you know, that's what the Groundswell Collective is. That's what um sounds like, Rob, that's what the um, In the Northwest Champions Network is. So, look, people, you people listening to this, um, my my invitation is to begin to listen for 
who are these kinds of people and surround yourself with them. Be around them. Let's be around each other. Let's be around each other because that's how this thing, it's how we create something new. So, yeah. all right. That's it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put uh, links to Rob's websites there in the show notes so you can reach out to him. If you guys want to learn more about the Groundswell Collective, you can go to groundswellcollectivespokane.com. And um, and um, thanks, everybody. Good stuff. Good times. Thank right. you. <laughs> thanks we'll for you sharing your platform. Mm-hmm. Thank you.